What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. I am your host, Brett McGrath. I collect sports cards. If you're listening to this podcast, I would imagine you probably collect sports cards too. We are coming at you live. We are getting close to NFL season, actual NFL football, not this preseason stuff that I'm sitting there watching on loop. I don't know why. It's a sickness, but I'm in it. I am literally Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, it's just nonstop. Are you out there? Are you being a preseason degenerate like me? The only thing that I think is acceptable is acceptable to watch the games, but don't just go, don't go take into the Instagram machine or Twitter and start glorifying your team or someone else's team and players because there is not a ton we can learn from preseason. I think the key for my end is making sure that no one gets hurt. And as long as no one gets hurt, we're probably in a good spot. I want to thank you, our good friends uh, from Pizza Hut, for being the unofficial sponsor this week. Um, Pizza Hut, so much nostalgia. When I think back at collecting sports cards as a kid, I think a lot about Pizza Hut and those experiences. Eating in the restaurant, you know, the wooden the wooden pallet they bring out the pizza and they come with their spatula and they cut perfectly that slice of pizza and put it on your plate. I've been having a lot of conversations with the good people at Pizza Hut and we're trying to revitalize or I am trying to revitalize. It's more of a one-way conversation at this point, but really trying to bring back the Bigfoot pizza. I mean, let's get serious. Let's start getting going. So if you're a Stacking Slabs podcast listener and you're a supporter of Pizza Hut, Give them a shout. Shoot them a tweet or whatever we're calling them that these days. Maybe make an Instagram story. Let's start a campaign to our unofficial sponsor, Pizza Hut. Let's bring back the Bigfoot pizza. I miss it dearly. It just reminds me so much of growing up. So if you're passionate like I am about uh, the return of something as nostalgic, not only as the product itself, but the ads surrounding the Bigfoot pizza, uh, give give me and our friends at Pizza Hut a shout. Love that brand. Love that product. It is just, we're talking big box pizza places. I'm a Pizza Hut guy. I'm sitting here. Um, we are preparing for baby number two. I'm coming right down the pike. It is getting real. All the things are happening. We got the new cribs. We got the clothes. We got the almost two-year-old talking about baby and uh, mommy's belly. Uh, being a big sister. It's a lot of fun over here. So um, it's crazy. I was just in this spot two years ago and here we are again. But shout out to all you collector parents out there who are enjoying collecting while also enjoying being a parent. And if you've got multiples, give me a shout. I'm always looking for um, advice. I spent my Saturday night in Lucas Oil Stadium. So I was excited to be back. It was um, good to get Reacclimated with my surroundings, all the people that I'm usually sitting by as a season ticket holder. Um, there's not much stress right in the preseason of it all. There was no Anthony Richardson. There was no starters played. And, you know, I guess if there's a joint practice and a series of those, then a lot of the times people aren't playing, which is fine. Um, but it was nice to be back. I love the Saturday night football of it all. I wish that was more of a thing. We get that typically around Christmas time. But yeah, it was a big week as a Colts fan. Anthony Richardson announced starter. I'm not going to be up here campaigning for Anthony Richardson and Anthony Richardson cards, mostly because 
um, I want those cards and the mainstream hobby is already going to um, put him in the hobby hype machine, which is unfortunate because I wish everyone could just collect, we could collect in silence and I could buy these cards at a rate that wasn't going to put me over the top, but that's probably going to happen. But that's what we do when we're sick in the head and we're collectors and we just try to navigate being a passionate fan, but also collecting cards. So I'm just, I'm excited we're back on the saddle. I'm excited. It feels like a new era. Are you excited about your team? Are you pumped with where you're at? What What's going on? Are you already thinking Super Bowl? Hopefully you are, because that's what we do as irrational sports fans and sports card collectors. Want to shout out just this moment in time that we had this last week. Um, I was on the grind, nose to the grindstone at work, and I peeped into the Instagram machine and then peeped out and then came back once work was over and saw it was a pretty profound day for all of us collectors. Believe it was this last Thursday. But if you follow me on Instagram at Stacking Slabs across all those social channels, hit follow on that if you're not already. But you you know by now that I like to put the bat signal out. It's part of what I like to do as a curator of content and a collector in the space. But I like to see cards. I like to see people post what they have, um, share their passion, and bonus points if you're going to tell a story around those cards as well. But so what I always try to do is put out the bat signal, poke the bear, do the thing, get the cards shown and then start posting them, reposting those in my stories. Well, saw that that was going on and it was great because I did not have to see stuff in my feed that I don't want to see or I'm not fond of um, because it started with Austin, shout out Austin at Carlson Cards, posting his top 10 Mannings, which were bangers. Shout out for that awesome collection. But then he asked, you know, who else wants to show their cards? and what happened? Uh, it was awesome. Everyone wants to show their cards and take videos of their cards. And that's the thing. It's like, we don't need to be asked twice. If someone's poking the bear and saying, hey, show me your top 10 this, or show me your favorite cards here, or what's your favorite set? What's your last purchase? What's your favorite super fracture? What's your favorite parallel? Like people are just going to share their cards. And so when you send the bat signal and you ignite that collector flame, people are going to respond. And so when people respond, it outweighs all the other stuff that's flooding the feeds. And so for me, when I got back home and I spent about a half hour looking at everyone else's cards and being like, oh, this is great, or I don't follow this collector, I'm going to follow him now. I got to this moment where I was like, okay, now it's my time. I get to go into my case, pull out some cards and share them with the rest of the community. And so the angle I took on it was, oh, I hadn't seen any wrestling cards. So let me take out my top 10 Roman Reigns cards and do what everyone else is doing, shoot a video and just like promote it. And the benefit of that is twofold. First, I got the opportunity to share my cards with the community and have a conversation around my collection, which is great. But also maybe most important of it all is the fact that on a random Thursday night, I got the chance to go into my case, pull out my cards, spend some time with my cards, looking at them, admiring them, thinking about them, and then shooting them and posting them. So I think we are go, go, go all the time. We're very ambitious collectors. We want to keep building, but sometimes, and I'm guilty of this, and I realized that on Thursday night, 
Um, sometimes we don't take the time to take a step back and spend time with the, our cards. And it's that utility value that we have. And yes, we're building collections and it makes us feel good when we post them and people like our stuff or comment or share. That's all good stuff. But you should get excited if it's just you and your cards. You know what I'm saying? Like if if you're just on it you know, a little intimate date with your collection and you pull out your cards and you start looking at them, reading the backs, like hitting the light with the shine, um, thinking about the stories and you get lost in that, that's when you know you're on the right track. And that's what happened to me on Thursday night. And that was really cool. So I just want to thank Austin for sending the bat signal. And we all should be sending the bat signals. It, we also try to get people to share their stuff because what it does is it ignites conversations thoughts and it ignites conversations and maybe the most important of all it makes all the reality-based pseudo junk card content seem very minuscule in the grand scheme of things so two things that i want to talk about today are questions that i have gotten about entering a new segment so uh people have come to me and asked me questions about Hey, wrestling cards, how do you get started with wrestling cards? And so I'm going to take it from the angle of wrestling cards, but just really think that the way I'm going to talk about this applies to any other area or arena you're looking to maybe dip your toe in a little bit, but just my backdrop will be wrestling cards. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. And then I also want to talk about trading. So if you follow me, you have seen a lot of conversation I have about trading. I will say I've been a almost a trading novice in the past, but had a breakthrough happen this past week that really transformed the way I think about my approach and also my collecting. So I want to shout out first my man, Mikey in the hobby for sharing his story about his essential credentials, Randy Moss future out of six. Um, So many messages about that card about that story to me it was a story of passion and persistence um i also commented that this was this year's stacking slabs a motivational talk so if you needed some motivation you can listen to mikey but i just love the authenticity i love the pursuit and i just love like i'm gonna do whatever i can to get this card and really that's the those stories are the fabric that keeps this hobby rolling. It's not all of the other stuff that you see all the time. It's these stories that happen in the backdrop underground that really keep this hobby rolling. And so for me, whenever I see, hear any of these things or stories happening, I'm going to do whatever I can to help bring them to the surface if the collector wants to have a conversation about them and share it with all of you. Because I think what happens in that scenario, people get very motivated and people get very excited and people think, inwardly about their building and curating of their own collection so love the passion for mikey loved his approach and mentality um certainly a new character was unlocked but a character that i definitely want to have back on the show because i think there's so many fun conversations and other threads that we can pull on and share it with you and hopefully you can all enjoy it too on this drumbeat of unlocking new collectors i have JJJ Gambino, my man Joe, Triple J in the house. He's got an amazing collection of Kobe's, MJ's, 90s stuff. I want to talk about curation. I want to talk about how he manages it, prioritizes it. Uh, One of the collectors that I really admire in the space, and I feel like 
Um, the more stories, especially just this will be fun because I feel like it'll be predominantly maybe basketball focused. And I know there's a lot of basketball fans out there, basketball card collectors, but want to talk to him, want to bring that story to all of you. So if you're looking for a new collector conversation, look no further. There will be one coming at you on Friday. Always drop a new collector focused content on Friday. And it's mostly because you all keep listening. You all keep coming back. And you're coming back at a rate that is uh, insane to me. And I appreciate that. I appreciate the feedback. I appreciate the passion, the sharing of cards and all of it. So when I go back to just the introduction into new fields or new collecting lanes, I can share it from the perspective of what's happening to me on a regular basis. And so this applies, I think, to any new lane that you want to go down in the hobby. And so for me, because it's what you share. People come back and ask you questions. And so I get a lot of inbound questions about wrestling cards in general. And so I've gotten a flood of those recently that I figured like I can share a little bit about how I process this and how I collect and hope this can maybe do two things. Number one, if you're thinking about coming into wrestling cards, you can at least have some framework for what a collector does. And again, like this shouldn't be like, go do what I do, but it just should give you some sort of framework for how I approach it. And then two, I think it's like not just exclusive to wrestling cards, but if you're going to, you know, look at soccer cards or something else, at least you'll have some mentality and ways that you might be able to approach it that you haven't thought about before. So where do I start? I think first and foremost, I think whatever your lane collecting in, you're collecting in, and I'm going to talk about wrestling just here. I think you have to have a passion for the space. Um, you're not going to get into wrestling cards and flip your way to financial freedom. That's really not how it works. So like, if that's your approach, like you shouldn't probably get involved. It's not going to work. I think the last time this happened and a group tried to do this, it was a fucking disaster because wrestling, this is kind of when 2022 Prism came through. And mind you, this is a set that I am super passionate about, and it is a set that I'm still collecting. As a matter of fact, I just bought a significant card from that product this last week, and so I'm very deep in the weeds on this set. But when when it first dropped and Panini got the WWE license, then a bunch of jokers came in and tried to make a bunch of money off of people, and then it kind of the bottom fell out. And then all of a sudden, you know, people said, you know, wrestling cards are, aren't cool or are, aren't going to make you a bunch of money, which is true when you treat it like a transaction. So the funny thing about all of this is, is wrestling cards have not only stood tall past this moment of just disaster and jokers coming in, but it's honestly the best the segment has ever been. So I think that's fun and exciting. So my approach when I dig into kind of ultra modern wrestling cards is like I like to do a couple different things going. So first and foremost, I think I like to focus in like a lot of people do when they're building out collections and having one strong player PC. So you select one guy or gal to go heavy on and that's your primary PC. And I think it's okay to have ancillary PCs, but collect your goat, collect the individual that gets you excited from past or present. Who are you getting out of bed in the morning when you think about wrestling? This is who you go to. This is someone who makes you feel something. For me, it is 
my goat, and I think the goat, and that's Roman Reigns. So I'm acknowledging him by building out a collection that I'm super proud of. I'm sticking my one finger in the air because he is the one. And I just think, I think being focused, and for me, this is fun because I see what other people collect um, in other sports. And when Brady was playing, you had people collecting Brady. And it was like you're collecting a living, living legend where it was almost like you're collecting a guy that has done everything, but then is still on the field. And maybe that shifts a little bit with like a Patrick Mahomes would be that scenario. Uh, and basketball, it's kind of like a LeBron James and Steph Curry is that scenario. To me, like Roman Reigns is that scenario in WWE because of him being at the top of the card, the duration of the run, the, the, the money coming in, all of the factors that the wrestling fans measure these performers on. Like Roman Reigns is like hitting all of those milestones and then some. So it's fun for me to focus and collect him um, just because I've always had an attachment to him as a character, his evolution as a character, but also, yeah, watching him now, it, it reminds me of just some of those le- legends who are currently active in other sports. I think wrestling is one of those things that like many, many other sports, it's like there's a, a past and a present and you dig into different sets and projects. And I think focusing in on sets that you love and believe in long term is important. So I mentioned 2022 Prism. Like I am highly focused on first year because the hobby has said this is something that has significance. So I, while Panini got the license a year ago, and it might not seem like it's a big deal or significant, to me it is because I plan on collecting wrestling cards for the next decade more and so I have time to wait for these cards to appreciate over time. And an easy place for me to see a card or set appreciate over time is when you point back to the first year. So for me, 2022 WWE Prism is a set that I will always be collecting in not just Roman Reigns stuff, but all a lot of stuff, like certain parallels of certain performers that I like. In other sets, like 2014 Topps Chrome, WWE. It's the first year of the gold refractor, so that's important. I think about 2022 Revolution, Galactics, the first year. And so digging into the first year stuff, I feel not only comfortable. First of all, it's fun. I love these cards. I love to go high and wide on these products but I also, I don't know, it just makes me, it's fun. Like I haven't gotten a chance since I've been back to collecting to do this in other sports in real time. So I am, I think it's with wrestling, a lot of collectors love when new products drop and go after them. Well, when I see that for me, my focus is to never lose sight of what's already exists and what's already out there. Um, I feel like uh, people forget about stuff that's been in place. So I think with wrestling, you can go high and wide but you're doing it in a way that your collection should grow in value over time. That's how I see it. I think looking at what happens in other industries and mirroring it to a space like wrestling, I think so running a couple different streams where it's, I've got Roman Reigns as my primary PC, but I'm collecting my favorite guys and gals and sets that I love. And I think have staying power over time. And when you collect products in these sets that you think are going to be significant over time, it help you begin to build up these little ancillary PCs 
because guys fall in multiple places in those sets. So I have a look, I would, I have wouldn't consider myself a hardcore Randy Orton collector, but I have a bunch of Randy Orton cards. Cause I really like Randy Orton and he's in the sets that I collect and same goes for a Cody Rhodes and the list goes on and on and on. So to me, like the punchline of all of this is like, you really have to want to not only care about the cards, you shouldn't think about like, I'm going to buy these cards to make money tomorrow you have to enjoy it but then it's also like the community aspect you have to be able to want to get into the community and learn share and be a part of it because that to me is the biggest side benefit of your collecting wrestling soccer f1 pokemon whatever you are the second tier third tier stuff and i just feel like the more you feel passion behind it and the more you get in the community the more you'll really really enjoy it so that's what I'm doing with wrestling and sharing with whoever I can and not trying to convert people. But when people ask me, I want to share it. And I have a show about sports cards and wrestling cards is a part of it. So I'm going to spend some time doing it here on this show. But want to end this conversation by talking a little bit about trading. I have long since admired collectors in the hobby who talk about trading, how they do it, why they do it. And I just had never really had an opportunity to make some big trades or make trades in general. But going through the process the first time, I'm beginning to think about this as like my next evolution. And it is my next evolution in the hobby because it allows me to not only take the relationships that I have in the hobby, but do create something in a way that's mutually beneficial for two people, me and that other person. And I think coming from a place of abundance and coming from a place that what we're doing when we're trading is basically kind of executing on what this hobby is all about and looking at it from an end of like, I'm not trying to get over on someone. I'm just trying to do something that's mutually beneficial. That's when you can really start leveling up your collection. So I think it takes trust. It takes trust on both sides, like the individual, you're not going to try to take advantage of them. And I think we all have our communities. We all have our networks. We all have, they're all, we all have cards that we want from other people. You have to realize too, like you have cards that other people want. So in order to bring that to life, in order to transact, it really, it starts with a conversation or in my case, posts, um, a lot of different posts. Um, I have put out the bat signal that I need a 2014 Andrew Luck gold prism to complete my run. Um, so this past week, here's the story. I posted my 2013 Andrew Luck Gold, which I have two of them. I got a raw copy from Andrew Luck Collector. And then a month le- or a few weeks later, a PSA 10 popped up on eBay with a bin. I just binned it because, first of all, like I'm, I have access to two of these cards that I've been looking for for four years. And then all of a sudden, two copies show up. Well... I didn't even think twice about having owning two copies. One, because the 2013 Prism rules. God, the shine on it's freaking awesome. I got so many messages from 2013 apologists. I didn't really, I don't know if I had owned a 20, I had owned a 2013 Black Finite before, but I don't know if I've ever owned a 2013 Gold. They're legit. The shine reminds me a lot of the mirror shine that I absolutely love on the Totally Certified stuff. But this is besides the point. I put the freaking post out and I got a message. And the message was like, you have two 
2013 Andrew Lux, huh? Or whatever. And I knew the message was coming from someone who owned a 2014. So the when I got the message, I immediately said, yes, I've got this card. And I would immediately, I would trade it if you would make your 2014 available. Um, and the individual said, yeah, let's make this happen. And I was stunned. I was like, are you serious? I didn't think this was going to happen this fast. And I got a lot of messages on my, my dupes and people were like, Hey, if you're going to sell one of these, let me know because I'm interested. And I told the individual that individuals that like the point of me having two of these is so I could get into a 2014 if possible. That was the goal. And I just didn't imagine it would happen this, this fast. So I want to shout out my man, Kyle at Wax Museum. You might think he just collects amazing Pacers cards, but he does have a pretty sweet Colts PC. And I knew he had the 2014 and he saw the 2013. And just based on how he collects, it made sense for him to make that trade. And so we made that deal done. And I am so freaking excited. I don't know if I'll have posted it by the time this goes live, but it was thrilling. And it's, it was one of the top cards on my list because I wanted to complete this Andrew Luck Gold Prism run. And now it's happened. And it's happened because of an existing relationship and because of trading. So I went to the Instagram machine and I want to share some of these. I just asked like, what kind of feedback would you give uh, people who are interested in trying to level up uh, trading, how they trade or why they, or why to trade? So Mike's Card Museum, build and join a hobby circle or group you'd be comfortable in trading in. Uh, Schneid Cards, if you focus so much on winning the trade, you'll lose. Xanu 23 Sports Cards, don't try to squeeze every last dime out. Paper Street Sports Card, a recently upgraded card in your collection or a trade partner who ungraded is perfect. Iowa Dave, share your collection and praise others who have collections you admire. Volan NC's Cards, create a group chat with guys who collect the same player team, be trustworthy, and enjoy. Kevin J 2814 um, know the value of what the card means to you value or versus the actual value Drake's PC. If you don't have something, the other party wants, try bringing in a third trade partner, Josh Volpe 16. Don't overvalue your cards while undervaluing the other person's cards. PB and J sports cards decide whether you want to trade up or down before you enter the negotiation, modest card collection Buy dupes of sets or players you know well with low serial numbers, mostly 90s basketball cards. Don't worry about comps and value matching perfectly. If happy, pull the trigger. Flippity flip, Jesse, don't be afraid to consider adding stuff that others would like if they have a card you want. Golf card collector, take photos of your entire collection. MK sports cards, avoid looking at comps as much as you can. Trade based on feel, it's usually correct. I love that one. Trade based on feel. When we made the trade, Kyle and I, no one looked at comps. It was like, this seemed fair. And we were both like, yep. And it was done. Gunther's cards. Don't show cards you are 0% willing to trade. Could blow up the deal if other party gets fixated. Good feedback. Toss cards. Got to give to get. It's not always about winning a trade. Either may sports Get to know your fellow collector trader as well as you know you know your own cards. Cardex Sports Cards trades are still technically a taxable event. Be careful and keep records. All right, for all you uh, accounting marks out there. The E-Trader Joey, if trading with a dealer, always understand that they need to win from their 
from a value perspective. I think that's an interesting one. I got some feedback on that. Would love to go down deeper in the future, but I think trading rules, it's something that I'm a novice on and just getting asphyxiated, but I know trading would not have gotten me to where I am right now. And that's having a complete run of one of my favorite players of all time and gold prism form. Thank you so much for spending some time listening to this show. My name is Brett McGrath. I collect sports cards and host the show about collecting sports cards. It's called Stacking Slabs. And you know what? We're trying to bring the Bigfoot pizza back from Pizza Hut. So if you have some passion around this, do your part. Tag Stacking Slabs and tag Pizza Hut and say, bring back the Bigfoot. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. I'll be back. More Stacking Slabs coming at you on Friday.